you, Commissioner. It's uh, it's obviously exciting uh, time. Excited to be here. We came in last night because of the weather and pulled up to the hotel, and you see this huge uh, SEC sign and all the banners of all the different schools, and and just. After being a player and a coach in this league for now 19 seasons, you realize how fortunate and how blessed you are to be part of one of the greatest uh, conferences in college football. So very excited to be here. There's a, uh, there's a lot of excitement in our building right now for a lot of different reasons. Uh, we've had a very productive and a very busy offseason. We were able to uh, we're able to sign 31 guys in last year's class. That's a, that's a huge class. But uh, it was a top 25 class, and most importantly, it gets us back to that full number of 85 for the first time since 2014. You guys all know that depth is a huge, huge part of being in this league. And I'm, even though the faces are going to be new and young, I'm excited to see those guys compete. I thought uh, I really liked what we did with our coaching staff in the offseason. Uh, we made changes on both sides of the ball, hiring uh, Rich Rodriguez on offense and Mike McIntyre on defense. I think when you hire two former national coaches of the year, I think that obviously brings a wealth of, uh, of knowledge um, to your staff, but I think it also makes a, a statement. I think it makes a statement to our commitment to winning and about what we're trying to do at, at Ole Miss. And then obviously uh, we have the opportunity for the first time in two years to go back to the postseason. Uh, I think our fans are excited about it. Uh, I know our players are excited about it. I'm excited about it. To have that opportunity to walk into a living room and not have a cloud hanging over your head, I think you're seeing an immediate impact on the recruiting trail because of that. Uh, offensively, you're going to see a bunch of new faces. we got to replace uh, three new offensive linemen, three receivers, a new quarterback. But I really like the direction that we're heading. I think uh, even though we're going to be young, I think we're going to be talented and fun to watch. I was very, uh, very impressed with uh, Rich uh, Rodriguez this spring, not only implementing his offense, but seeing the, the attitude and the toughness that he's instilling in that side of the ball. And I, and I think that's going to be a dynamic unit. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, defensively, you're going to see a huge change. We're going from uh, four down to Mike McIntyre's 3-4 system. Uh, Mike and I worked together for several years, and I uh, knew, knew he was a great teacher, but uh, really enjoyed seeing the way this defense uh, bought in to his system. we got a bunch of guys on that side of the ball that have, that have played a lot, and, and quite frankly, they're, they're, they're tired of hearing about how bad they are. So you really saw them play with a chip on their shoulder this spring, and I think uh, we take the field against Memphis. I think you're going to see a much improved defense. Obviously, they got to go out there and improve it on the field, but I'm really looking forward to that. But I'm, I'm honored to be here, honored to be the head coach at Ole Miss, and at this time, I'll open it up for any questions that you have. Thank you, Coach Luke. If you have a question, please raise your hand. Amanda Jordan and Sarah will bring a microphone. Again, if you'll stand and give your name and affiliation so we can see you, that would be appreciated. Questions for Coach Luke? All right, we'll start right over here on the inside of the section on our right. Amanda's headed your way. Hi, Coach. Uh, Travis Brown, the Bryan College Station Eagle. What did Ross Bjork mean to, to you and to your career, and how was he to uh, work with? Yeah, I mean, obviously I have a, um, a lot of respect for, for Ross and, and gratitude. He hired me and gave me this opportunity. But uh, really, really enjoyed my time with him. He, he does a great job of interacting with the coaches. He also did a bunch of things with our, with our facilities and, and, and building new facilities. So I think, uh, you know, I, I got a lot of respect for him. I think he'll do a great job. 
Thank you. We'll go over here to our left on the aisle, Tom. Yeah. Hey, Matt, Tom Murphy, Arkansas hey, Tom. Democrat Gazette. Uh, you touched on Rich Rod just a little bit. Explain um, how do you think, what, what do you think his philosophy is going to be on offense? We've seen his offenses in the past. Is that what he's bringing to you? Yeah, you know, well, I think the, the number one thing that, that, that comes to mind is that edge and that toughness. And that and that swagger that that that's that's what immediately comes to mind. But but uh, to get a little bit more X's and O's and scheme wise, you're going to have to be able to defend all 11 players. Uh, you're going to have to be able to account for the quarterback, whether it's uh, in, in a in a designed run or or a zone read. So I think uh, the ability to have to defend the whole field and defend all 11 players is is something that comes to mind immediately. Coach, we'll go to our right here on the second row. Coach uh, Matt Lowe with Lindy Sports. Uh, you brought Matt Corral, uh, young fresh redshirt freshman here to Media Days. Could you talk a little bit about what he, uh, his ability and what he's going to bring to your team this season? Yeah, absolutely. I, a lot of people have asked me about bringing a freshman, um, you know, to Media Day, but his, his competitive fire and his competitive spirit, uh, the players gravitated toward him, and uh, I think he was thrust into a leadership role. And I really think he's done a great job of, of competing and carrying himself the right way. And, uh, you know, as a former player, you want to be around guys that have that energy and that fire and that toughness, especially at that position. Coach will go all the way to the back of the center section. Hey, Matt, Brooks Cabina from the Advocate in Baton Rouge. You mentioned being back to 85 full scholarships. Where in the past may uh, that depth kind of show where there were some struggles there that might show this season that you have improved there? Yeah, I think uh, when you start looking at uh, the end of October and November of last season, uh, you know, in, in the fourth quarter, I think that's when that depth really starts showing up. And I, I'm excited about some of this, even though they're going to be new faces and some of them are going to be freshmen, uh, there's going to be several, uh, several competition battles going on in fall camp. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that depth show up, especially toward the end of the season. Coach, we'll go back over to our left, fourth row. Hey, Matt, Dave Matter with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Missouri is, is facing a, a postseason ban pending their appeal. Just internally, what are some of the challenges when when you don't have those normal um, incentives at the end of a season like, like the last few years? Yeah, I think I think the most important thing is just keeping everything in uh, in house. You know, making sure your team stays together because uh, they're they're dealing with a lot of stuff on social media and, and hearing all the negativity. But but staying together and playing for each other, you know, that they, they get up and go to work just like everybody else, and they put in their time. So so playing for each other and playing together will be huge. Other questions? Raise your hand. We'll get a microphone to you. We've got one down here in the front on the left. Drew DeArmond, uh, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama coach. How big a statement was it for your program to get someone like Jerrion Ely to bypass the major league draft and become a dual sport athlete and maybe have a huge impact on your football team at Ole Miss? I, I think uh, it's obviously big. He's a uh, he's from the state of Mississippi, one of the top players in the state of Mississippi. He was one of our first commitments for that class. So to uh, to have him on our campus, and uh, th I think he's got a lot of the fans excited when you out when you're out there watching him run and workouts. You know, you're getting excited because he can do a lot of different things. He can line up in the backfield. He can line up in slot. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. So I think uh, you know he, he's going to bring a lot to the table. We're going to try to find a way to get him the ball in space. Hey, Coach, we'll go back over to our right, alongside the far out. Clint Dumming, 103.7 The Game. You brought up earlier about him on social media and how student-athletes are dealing with that all the time. One of the big things that Greg Sinke was talking about on Monday 
was about mental health and how do you approach that as a head coach dealing with a lot of student athletes who are obviously dealing with a lot of different problems off the field and on the field yeah I mean these guys have grown up uh, on their cell phones and there's a you know huge level of anxiety and, and guys getting their their self-worth off uh, looking at that cell phone or how many likes they get and things like that so I think you know developing the whole the whole athlete and, and taking the the steps to hire some extra people in the mental health area I think is very important as far not only developing them as as players but also you know off the field developing the whole person okay, we've got another one back up here Jordan here in the front row second row we've got a microphone to you Tom hey Matt Tom Murphy again uh, how is it that Matt won the starting quarterback job and just would you describe what his strengths are what his assets that he brings yeah, so uh, you know, as far as um, you know, we we have we have four freshman quarterbacks on our uh, our team. Matt was the the beneficiary beneficiary of that four game redshirt rule, so he was able to get um, those four games under his belt, and you could really see that uh, in the spring. He really separated himself from the other quarterbacks. Matt's a very very talented talented guy. He 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 can make all the throws. Uh, he, he can throw off platform. He's accurate from a bunch of different arm angles. He's got some escapability in the pocket, and you know, and then and then all the intangibles with the toughness uh, that we've already talked about. So I think the combination of all that, you know, made him the choice. Which we'll go in the center section along the left-hand aisle. Uh, Madeline Click, the Daily Mississippian. What is your goal for the program over the next few years, and what are some critical things that need to happen in order to get there? Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, the immediate goal this year is getting back to the postseason. I think that I think that's a that's a huge thing. It wasn't too long ago that this program was competing for championships, and I think uh, you know this young team they got to go out there and compete, and they got to grow, and that that's what has to happen. But the immediate goal for this year is to get this team back to the postseason, and then start getting back into the hunt for winning championships. The coach will go alongside this aisle to our right, all the way in the back. Chuck Ronsville from the Ole Miss Spirit. Coach, based on the performance last year of the defense, what, what gives you optimism this year? Expound on that, please. Yeah, so I, I think um, we got a lot of players on that side of the ball that have played a bunch of football. And uh, just, just really pleased in the spring to see them buy into Mike McIntyre's system. You know, Mike is a great coach. I saw their confidence grow. I saw them play with that chip on their shoulder because, like you said, they've, they've taken a lot of heat over the years. And I think uh, when we take the field against Memphis, I think you're going to see a fundamentally sound defense that they're lined up in the right spot and their eyes are in the right spot. And, and again, they, we got to, you know, I think with Josiah Cotney and Benito Jones and Tarikas Tisdale and our front seven all coming back, a lot of experience in the secondary, I just think you're going to see a much, much better defense uh, against Memphis. Coach will go over here to our left front row, Parrish. Parrish Hall for Tupelo. Matt, uh, what is it about Kadir Shepard that makes you guys think he's a good fit as an outside linebacker in the 3 4? You know, backing him away and letting him move in space, he's a very good athlete, so he doesn't look awkward. Sometimes when you take a defensive end and move him in space, they look awkward. Uh, he's able to play out there in space and also come down and rush the passer. You know, freeing him up and getting him in a little bit more space, he seemed much more comfortable out there. He has ability to uh, to play coverage, and that's the unique thing about this 3-4 is you never really know where the fourth rusher is coming from. So I think you'll see him rush the passer some and, and dropping into coverage some, and I think that it just kind of fits. 
which will go all the way in the center section right in front of me, all the way back. Matt, Brooks Cabina again from The Advocate. I mean, you guys had traditionally recruiting and then the advent of the grad transfer rule kind of expanding and now the NCAA transfer portal. What, what all goes into roster building now and like what are the strategies for that as a coach? No, it is. I think everybody's dealing with this, uh, with the new transfer portal, and it is a, uh, you know, I think it's still very, very new. So everybody's trying to kind of feel their way through it. But you got guys leaving to go early to the NFL. You have the transfer portal, so it becomes a bigger challenge to try to manage that roster and keep that number at 85. All right, we'll go right down in front of us, Coach. Third row. Coach, you talked about technology and how players have kind of grown up around it. I've heard NFL coaches and some teams will like give phone breaks or stuff during uh, team meetings. Is there anything specifically you do to kind of address those sort of things? Well, I think uh, I think them having iPads to take notes on. You know, back I think the days of walking in there with a notebook are over. They they, they enjoy seeing stuff uh, on the screen and seeing the plays happen. They have the pencils. They take the the notes on the iPad. So I think as far as technology, I think the kids learn that way. And and then obviously you know trying to take it from there to the walkthroughs where where you're always trying to change and trying to figure out what's best for your players. We'll go back in the center section towards the back again. Uh, Coach, Jake Evans with the Rebel Walk. So you're going into your second full season, and like you said, you don't have that dark cloud hanging over your head anymore. Is the approach any different going into the season, knowing that you, there, that dark cloud's not there and that you have another year under your belt? Well, I think there's. I just think there's a lot of energy and a lot of confidence in our building because of that. I mean, you, you see it in recruiting. It's fun to be able to walk into a, a living room of a recruit and not have to talk about any of that stuff. You have the opportunity to sell Ole Miss and, and Oxford for what it is, and, and uh, you don't have to worry about all the other garbage. So I just think the uh, just the overall feel of normalcy, even coming here today and answering questions about football, has been refreshing. Thank you. Okay, we'll go down here in the front, second row. Coach Lou, Brian Hale, Daily Mountain Eagle, and Jasper, your first four games really kind of run the gamut of different opponents, leveling opponents, from your SEC opener with Arkansas all the way to Cal, which is a bowl team that knocked off USC in Washington. Do you think that that will give you an accurate gauge of how far the team has progressed before you go into the key game against Alabama? Well, you know, I think I think we'll have an accurate gauge after the first one, and that that's where my focus is right now. It's on Memphis, and we have a very young football team that uh, we, we have to get together, and we we gotta we gotta develop a, co a cohesive team with a lot of young players. So my focus right now is on Memphis, and I think that will be a good litmus test for this football team. Okay, additional questions for Coach Luke. We'll get a microphone to you. We've got one up here in the front, Chris. Got a microphone here for you. Christopher Walsh from Bama Central. Uh, the way that the recruiting schedule has changed, the calendar, the month of June uh, is now kind of a nonstop month. What's what's your take on all this? And do you like it, or would you like to kind of see it go back to the way it was? Well, I, you really it, you really have to uh, adjust and adapt. That that month of June becomes very very important as far as your camps and getting young men on campus. But with uh, basically the signing day moving up to December, it's important that you know because the, the recruiting cycle has moved up a few months. You got guys coming on official visits, and but the, but the, the biggest difference is what the month of June has become. It's it's a huge deal, and I thought you saw us uh, you know you saw us take advantage of that this summer. Which will go back over here in the second round, Tom. Hey, man. No, you focused on Memphis, but week two is a conference game, and it's changed positioning on the schedules. How, 
What, what's your take on playing Arkansas that early uh, in the season? Yeah, I think as a coach, you'd like to have several games before you get into your first conference game, especially with a young football team. But, uh, you know, if you look at the flip side of that, you, you see guys that will have a, a sense of urgency to get prepared. And like I said, my, my focus is on Memphis. But uh, I'm excited about having a night game in Vaught-Hemingway early in the season for our fans. I think they'll enjoy that. Okay, we'll go back over here to the left side along the left aisle. Bryce Everett, Alabama News Center. Um, how do you and the players feel about the use of powder blue in some of your uniforms versus the name? No, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I personally like it. That was the helmet that uh, I grew up watching, my brother wore. So I, I think it's a great changeup. You know, I'm, uh, but uh, so I think you'll see some powder blue this year. Got one in the back, straight center. Connor Tapp, 24-7 Sports. Uh, Coach Luke, given the circumstances of Coach Rodriguez's departure from Arizona, what in your conversations with him did you hear that made you feel comfortable that you weren't recruiting a workplace issue to Oxford? Yeah, you know what, I the the more I spoke with Rich, uh, the more I saw that uh, that we were aligned when he came in and spoke to me uh, with a young offense. One of the things that I've always noticed about his offenses was the fact that he got the most out of his players, and they always played with a toughness and an edge, and that, that's really what you need in this league to sustain a winner. And uh, so I'm looking forward to see him, and, I, and, and you saw it in the spring, and the guys you know, compete like that. But, but to answer your question, the more that we got around each other, the more I realized it was a fit. All right, we have one back on the aisle, on the right aisle. Yeah, Matt, what was your assessment of the new crop of wide receivers? You know, you were kind of spoiled with Lodge and Metcalf and Brown. What about Battle and Moore and those guys? Yeah, I, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Elijah Moore is where it starts. I thought, I thought he had a great freshman season. And then you got Braylon Sanders coming back. Uh, Miles Battle, uh, very similar to Matt Corral, was able to play in four games but retain his red shirt. So I think that's helped him. He's gotten bigger and stronger. Uh, and I, I think we got a really good young crop of receivers. We signed a junior college player, Dontario Drummond, uh, who is a very talented player. Then we got several freshmen coming in Jonathan Mingo, Dennis Jackson, Jaden Jackson. All those guys are very, very talented players. And, uh, you know, you look back, you know, Laquan Treadwell wasn't always Laquan Treadwell. He played as a freshman. The same thing with DK and AJ. They worked their way into it. And I think you'll see something very similar with this young group. Coach will go in the center section, uh, midway back. Coach, so this time last year, Tylen Knight was a guy that you knew had a lot of talent. You wanted to get him on the field some way, but you weren't sure how. At this point right now, is there a guy like that where you know you want him on the field, but you don't exactly know where he's going to fit yet? Uh, absolutely. You know, Tyler Knight was a, a young man that won a state championship in Mississippi, was the MVP of the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game, and he had, that, uh, he had that fire and that toughness. And I think he kind of settled into his role in the slot and, and running speed sweeps and lining up some at tailback. Uh, and I thought you saw him really show up in the spring game. So really excited about him showing up on the offensive side of the football. Other questions, raise your hand and we'll get a microphone to you. All right, Coach, thank you very much for your time. Yep, thanks, guys. Howdy toddy.